0: Hey there, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and we have Tyler Perry on the show again today, and he's talking to us about your dreams. And I have realized by listening to so many different stories that your dreams don't just fall into your lap. I mean, we kind of know that intellectually, but sometimes we just want things to be easy and we think, oh, well, if I'm a Christian, then everything's going to fall into place and it's just going to be easy. That is just not the case. God will lead us through lots of different times in our lives that test our dreams. And that, you know, he's like, are you really wanting to hold on to this? Are you really pursuing this? And if you're not, then you'll give up during these hard times. And I know that's happened on many occasions for many people. I've heard so many stories of people living out of their car. And, you know, Sylvester Stallone's a great example of that. How he just, before he wrote Rocky and it was a success, I mean, he just kept on holding on to this dream. And he did not give up, even though so many doors were slammed in his face. And same with Tyler Perry here. You know, he had this dream that he believed was straight from God, heard from God, and he just kept on keeping on. And even though, you know, he had to live out of his car, whatever, he was holding on to that dream because he really believed it was from God. And so I encourage you, you know, if God has put a dream in your heart to go for it, Even though it's not easy, because it's not going to be easy. Anything that's worthwhile is not easy in life. So I hope you enjoy this story by Tyler Perry.
1: It was a very, very difficult time. I um, was a child that was born to two wounded parents, and they were wounded children themselves. My mother was uh, 17 and my father was about 19 when they got married. And I came along when, when she was 24 years old. And there was a lot of pain in the house. There were a lot of arguments. He would, he was very physically abusive and verbally abusive to the both of us. It was, it was really a difficult and, and very hard um, time especially for a man child I don't know what it's like for a little girl but I'm sure it's just as painful but for a boy child a man child to watch his mother being beaten and belittled it was really really hard so I went under the house and I built this little uh, put some wood up in between some of the pillars and built this little uh, safe place for me and I painted it robin egg blue I had found some some paint somewhere painted it blue and I would sit in this room and I would let my imagination take me to other places I would I would just be somewhere running through grass and trees while I'm listening to all of the pain and all of the heartache up above me in the floorboards. So it was a very difficult time. But the beauty in that moment, and I say this to people all the time, is that I, I know that all things work together for your good. When I, when I am writing a script or a movie or writing the have-and-have-nots or if, if Loving You's Wrong or writing any of these shows or the movies, in my imagination, I go to a place where I'm in that world and that was formed and born inside of all that pain. So the little boy's imagination is where the man goes now to to feed his dreams. So it's a beautiful thing when you know that all things are gonna work together for your good.
0: God was getting you prepared even back there.
1: Yeah. And so
0: we'll jump around a little bit. Her, you know you graduated from high school you had the dream for the play but it wasn't easy and doors didn't necessarily open and, and I love the thing about the, the hurricane in, in South Carolina can you share some just some of that
1: yeah it was uh, I started doing this play after watching the Oprah Winfrey show she said it was cathartic to write things down now I didn't know what cathartic meant so I had to go find a dictionary substandard high school <laughs> I went found a dictionary, and I started writing things down in this journal, and I was using different characters' names because if someone found it, I didn't want them to know that I had been through the things that I was talking about. I was talking about adult survivors of child abuse at the time. So in 1993 or so, I moved to Atlanta. I moved to 92. In 93, I decided to put the play up, worked, saved money. Uh, My tax returns from H&R Block did everything I could to put this show up. And uh, I spent all my money, there was a 200-seat theater, I thought we would do all of these different shows over the weekend and 1,200 people would show up and only 30 did. So I lost everything I had, Uh, my car payment, everything was tied up in it. And it was a very, very difficult time because I know I felt led to do this show about adult survivors of child abuse who had forgiven their abusers. Mm -hmm. Out of the 30 people, and I knew every one of them in the room, there was somebody said this really touched me and I want to invest that's how you know when God is doing something for you because he'll put you on a path and just when you think you're at the end somebody or someone will show up and say hey here's here's another opportunity over here so from about uh, 93 94 95 96 97 we did this play once a year everywhere uh, in these little small towns outside of Atlanta and they never worked they never worked. Every time I'd go, something would happen. I'd go get a job, and I'd go, you know, after I work on the job for a couple of weeks, I get a call saying, "Hey, Tyler, we want to try the play somewhere else." And I go to my boss and I say, "Listen, I-, I-, I need two weeks off to go do this play." He's like, "Man, you've just been working here two weeks. How do you think you can <laughs> get two weeks off?" And I go back to my desk and I sit and I pray, and I was like, "Okay, God." I know I just got this job. I know I just did the play, it didn't work. I got another opportunity here. If this is you telling me, make it plain. What should I do? And I hear this voice say, quit. Now, I'm not telling you to go quit your job. I'm telling you my story. (laughs) Quit your job, send me your bill. Say, you told me to quit. No, no, that's not not what I'm saying. So so there I was stepping out on faith, leaving a job that I knew that this money was going to come in from week to week to go out and do this play because I heard the voice of God. So I remember every time I'd go out to do the show, it wouldn't work, it wasn't successful. And I'm like, God, I know you told me to do this, and when I'd pray, I'd hear nothing. That same voice that said, quit, I heard nothing, which was a very difficult time for me, very difficult. And I remember the time that you're talking about was in Spartanburg, South Carolina. I had gotten another job, because I had more jobs. Man, I had about 20 jobs during this time. I'd gotten another job, asked the boss, he said no. I heard the voice quit, I go out, do the show, and I'm driving there, and there's a hurricane headed toward Spartanburg. Hurricane. I'm like, my God, I know you control the wind and the, the waves, but you told me to quit, and now nobody's going to show up. So I lost everything, homeless, sleeping in my car, following God. When you follow God, sometimes things get tough, they get tight. but if you keep pushing just on the other side of when you think it's the darkest something miraculous will happen that will change your life something will open up that will blow your mind so in 1998 and i and i got an opportunity to do the show again and it was at the house of blues and i was like i don't know i'm I'm done i'm gonna do like my mother said my mother who loved me dearly loved me dearly she i we were doing a play at that Spartanburg trip and I couldn't afford to pay the credit card because she had rented a van for us. And that bill was $300. And $300 to my mother was like 30 million. I'm, let me tell you something, my mother loved me to death, sweet, wonderful woman, but she would cuss you out and beat you up and then pray for you as she'd you to the hospital. That's the kind of person she, was, the person she was. So we were sitting in the house and she was saying, Listen, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of you doing these plays. Just stop it. Just stop it. I'm tired of you crying about it. And the woman loved me, loved me, loved me more than anything. She said, you know what? Just give it up. Just go get your job working at the phone company. You're never going to make it with these plays. Just go get a job at the phone company. I was sitting there in tears when she was saying it to me. She turned around and she saw me because I was sitting behind her on the sofa and the blood drained from her face. And she said, baby, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't know how important this was for you. But what I want you to understand is that I don't care how many people love you and encourage you. the ones that try to tear you down or destroy you when God has a dream for you it is your dream your dream your dream and there are people who love you who would think that they're saying the right things to you to try to protect you or there are people that have been been, that have been in your lives and watch you grow up and they don't know what God has put down inside of you because they think they're too familiar with you but what you have to understand is when God has something for you you have to go for it fully fully so, so that's what I did. I did the show. We go to, we, 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 I get this opportunity to do the show in 1998. It's at the House of Blues. And I walk in and I'm mad and I'm angry because all those years, those seven years of me trying to get this play up, nothing was happening. God would tell me to quit, then he'd get me out there and he'd leave me. You'd leave me out here by myself. God, where are you? You wouldn't even talk to me during these dark times. So I was mad, I was done. I had went to get my application at South Central Bell, like my mother said, and go to work at the phone company. I wanted some benefits to get my teeth fixed. <laughs> so, there I, so there I am, there I am, 19, 1998, get this opportunity to the House of Blues, and I walk in and they're all just, they call it folk art all over the walls. I'm from New Orleans, I said, that's voodoo and I'm not performing here, get it off the walls. So they, they told me the next day, well House of Blues was pulling out, so House of Blues was gone. So the name of the place would return to its original name. It was a church. It was called the Tabernacle. So I was about to perform in a place called the Tabernacle. I go and I do the show and I'm complaining all the way. I'm there putting on my makeup, getting ready to play the old man Joe and I've got attitude. I'm just mad, I'm upset. I'm like, I don't want to do this. And I hear that voice, that one that told me to quit say, shut up. <laughs> Let me tell you something, when God tell you shut up, you sit around, like, what, what, what happened? <laughs> And he said, get up and look out the window. I got up and looked out of this little dusty window and there was a line around the corner trying to get in the building. And the place sold out over and over and over again. And I said, God, where were you in all those times? He said, I was proving you to see that you would honor this, that you would do the right thing with it. Sometimes when you're not hearing from God, God is trying to see what you're going to do in the situation that you're in. And it turned out to be an incredible moment that has taken me from that sold out house all the way until every show that we've done it's been incredible it's been miraculous it's been nothing but god and i'm grateful for it
0: that's so awesome that's Tyler. another important
1: part of the story jump back
0: there a little bit because your father didn't yeah. treat you right, a lot yeah. of bitterness, anger. Can you tell about how something broke
1: there when you? Yeah, what, what broke in the moment, if, if you wonder what happened, like from the time when I started doing these shows to the time when they started to take off, what broke in the moment? Well, here I was with this script about adult survivors of child abuse whose, whose parents had abused them, and this, the characters in the show that I had written from my own mind had forgiven their abusers, but I hadn't forgiven my father. So one day we were on the phone before this show sold out, before everything changed, we were on the phone and I got a chance to just say everything that was on my mind because I wasn't the little boy anymore. I was a six foot six man and I wasn't afraid. And I started saying everything that I needed to say to him and the things that came out of my mouth blew my mind but at the end of it, what I heard was, I forgive you. I said, I forgive you to him. And something shifted in me, something shifted. Let me tell you something, forgiveness is so incredibly powerful. Forgiveness is not for the other person, it is for you. There are people living their lives who've done you wrong. They are happy walking down the street not even thinking about you, but there you are holding on to unforgiveness. When I forgave this man, I found myself trying to, I was lost for a second because my entire fuel was based on the negativity of not forgiving him. But once I forgave him, I had to find a way to find another source of fuel. So the negativity and all the darkness that I'd been through was the source. Now I needed a more positive source. Now I needed a good source, a pure source. It's like, it's like taking a car that runs on diesel and putting regular gasoline in it. And then all of a sudden you say drive and something's gonna go wrong. So you have to rework all the components inside of your mind to be able to understand how to function in positivity. So that shift for me was so incredible. Forgiveness did all of that for me. And the minute I did that, the minute I started to function and doing the right thing and being positive, I went from nobody coming to the show to not having enough seats for the people to get into the places. Wow!
0: What an amazing and encouraging story. God really does love us and is for us no matter what we go through. And he wants our dreams to come to pass, the ones that he has put in our hearts. That was Tyler Perry, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Tyler Perry, When God Has a Dream for Your Life. Praise on TBN. You can find out more information about him at his website, tylerperry.com. I hope that you have a wonderful day today, that you are blessed, and that you continue just to focus on how great God is in your life, and that you will see Him move in miraculous ways. God bless.